If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Here we go on a Wednesday, Action Sports Checks Overtime ESPN 690 on the road for the very first time with OT. Davoli's House of Cards is the spot. Just opened some soccer cards. Brent Martineau was ecstatic about it. But now it's time for Action Sports Checks Overtime. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. I hope. I cannot see the man, but I hope he is indeed there. Casey Kurtz rocking with you as well on a Wednesday. Uh, just some programming notes. Jumbo Shrimp Baseball already in the books today, so me and Brian will take you until 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 690. Shrimp are back on the station tomorrow through the weekend, and then they come back home next week to play the Nashville Sounds, otherwise known as the AAA affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. So no Shrimp Baseball tonight coming up tomorrow, so that means a full edition of Action Sports Jacks overtime right now with me and Brian. Brian Middleton, are you indeed there? Please tell me you are. Yeah, I'm hearing. Ah, I hear you. What's good, man? Uh, not too much, man. So you, you're at the Volleys now, huh? Hey, man, listen. Got you on the road a little bit. They got me on the road. Listen, I've never been more stressed in my life, right? So I've been running the, the board remotely from the laptop, and we had the extra Dream 18 show, obviously. So I was stressed, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I was stressed. I was not depressed, and I was scared that I was going to be lacking success. But as far as I understand it, the success was good. But, yeah, man, we out here on the road. We out here on the road taking the show to the people, the good people of the Volley's House of Cards. So we on the road. Worldwide, Brian Middleton, look at us. I know you're not here, but look at us. Not we, at all. Did you want to be here? Like, you could have came. I mean, I guess that's a moot at this point. Do you want to come next week? Are hey, you listen, I, you know what? I don't want to put anybody into a corner, and I don't want you to make decisions that you don't have the power to make. Casey? I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying I don't want you to have to put yourself out there and then come back later and be like, listen, um, they don't want you, okay? They don't want you here, you know? So, like, it's good. We can move on. I'm just saying it would have been nice. It would have been nice. Oh, oh okay. It would be nice. But you know what? We're working on our own stuff, too. You know what I mean? We got a couple of things that I haven't dropped to you yet, but there's Whoa. a couple of different places, you know, that you may be doing uh, access from. Well, just tell me the address at least. Just send it in the DMs or something. But something like that. My goodness. All right. All right. That's a heck of a tease. I don't even know where we're going. And we don't even have time to talk in the break because I'm not even there. But nonetheless, Action Sports Jacks Overtime, we'll talk those sports. Uh, we talked about it a little bit from three to six, but Brian Middleton, my NBA expert, uh, John Morant, John Real. Are the Warriors in trouble? Okay. Are the Warriors in trouble? Yes. Let's see. Um, the Warriors may be in a bit of a closer series, in my opinion. One, because Ja is continuing his maturation process. He's uh, becoming a burgeoning superstar, uh, you know, in our very eyes. There was something that LeBron used to do before. He had a whole new, uh, like, pivot on his brand. But when he first came to Cleveland, his logo was, was like the L and the two and the three were all together. And if you remember his first stint, it was like, we are all witness, all witnesses. And I kind of had that feeling or have had that feeling this season with John Morant 
just watching him continue to progress, continue to try to, uh, you know, uh, figuratively murder his competition the way that he dunks on him um, and, and the way that he's been able to grow as a player and Memphis as a whole. That team, yeah. though young, they are getting good coaching. Uh, they are growing together, and they're looking like a good team. Now, are the Warriors in trouble? I don't think they're in any more trouble than they were at the start of the series. Maybe a tad bit more because the loss of Gary Payton, uh, the yeah. second, you know, probably if not their best defender, you know, their second best defender. Uh, and, and a lot of the time that he was out there, he would be on the main guy on the perimeter who was maybe the main ball handler or the main uh, scorer. He That was in his bag, following in his daddy's footsteps. So with him being gone, the rest of the series, the rest of the playoffs, that is going to hurt Golden State. But do I think that they're in trouble to the point where they're automatically going to lose this series? No, I don't think that at all. I think that, may, I think that the only thing that's going to happen is that this – probably go seven instead of maybe six. I think I had Golden State in six, and I think it goes seven. Uh, but, you know, it may be a toss-up in game seven. Got to see how the rest of these games play out. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that, though. You talked about the the loss of a player, that foul that happened. Uh, we got a physical series now. Uh, Draymond gets ejected in the first game, obviously, what happened last night. Uh, what should the league do? in response to what happened last night. Suspension, in your opinion, what does the league need to do to get this back on track so we're not seeing hard fouls? Because you have to imagine the Warriors are going to, I don't want to say retaliate, but I'm going to say retaliate. Well, here's the deal. When I think of retaliation, I do believe, for the most part, you have a, a more veteran team with Golden State. So if they're going to retaliate, if they're going to do something along the lines of a hard foul, you know, I think that there's almost a method to it that allows for the hard foul to be be felt and not actually take out a player, if that makes sense. Like, they yeah, have experience you. in that. Uh, and I could be totally off base, never played in the NBA, but I think that, let's just say that it was Draymond. Let's say because people know Draymond's name and he had the, 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 the um, flagrant two in game one. So let's just say that Draymond was the one to commit this foul. Now, Draymond's done some grimy stuff. You know, he's kicked people in private areas. Uh, he's done some other stuff to get under people's skin, even in game one. He jerked on the, the jersey uh, of the Memphis Grizzly player um, yeah. all the way down to the ground. Memphis Grizzly player wasn't injured at all, by the way, in the way that Draymond did that. And it was a, you know, it was a blatant foul. Yeah. So if there is retaliation, I don't think there's going to be another injury. If anything, yeah, it may be more physical, but I think at least for game three, I think that Memphis really will have a closer eye watched on them because not because Brooks is out for game three. And OK, mm -hmm. but I think that the rest of the team, because of the way that the postgame press conferences win, because of some of the backlash from the media. Interestingly enough, Casey, I don't know how much you've watched of a lot of these other maybe sporting shows or something like inside, uh, you know, the NBA on TNT or something like that. I only watch action sports check. OK, company man, company man. Hey, uh, man, you got to support the people. You know, you what know I'm uh, not me. I, I listen um, to all those boys on ESPN or, you know, maybe some other stations because uh, anyway. A lot anyway. of the players and even some of the coaches really referenced it as a hard foul, but not something that was necessarily dirty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Something yeah, yeah, that yeah. was in, in the means of retaliation. 
it was more so I maybe he knew he wasn't going to get to the actual block or maybe to adjust, uh, you know, the the shot of Gary Payton in a way that uh, was legal, however you want to describe that. Yep. So he still came through with a foul. And so it seems like a lot of people who play the game are looking at this play in real time, slow down, slow down, and slow down again, and are still coming to the same conclusion. So I am going to defer to that to a certain degree and also say that the people on Golden State, they have to move in a way that shows that they ain't no punks. Amen. But, but you got to know that the same way that Memphis is being watched closer, you're probably being watched closer too because in the official's mind, you know, Adam Silver's probably sent down a memo behind the, you know, scenes like, hey, get this under control. We yeah. understand this playoff basketball, but also we can't just be having because the next one could be jaw. The next one could be stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, you don't want that. We can't have that. No or offense even- to Gary Payton. No offense to Gary Payton, or even Clay, right? I think it's a yeah. you can't you can't hard foul Clay because of the injury that he's uh, had. I understand you're not going to hard foul him; he's not going to tear his ACL again. But I think it's a bad look. Let me ask you this before we break. Um, I think it's better in the playoffs when two teams don't like each other. And now what we've seen from these two teams, maybe they don't like each other. Now with these hard fouls and everything, do you like it better? Like when you can sense that, hey, these guys don't like each other. Like it used to be back in the day. Like Jordan didn't like the guys he played. I don't know about LeBron, right? You would be able to tell me that. But I like it better when the teams don't like each other. Like in any sport, it don't matter. Baseball, hockey, the UFC, it's way better when guys don't like each other. But I think it's better for the sport when you know the two teams, they're not going to be friendly after. Like these are two teams that want to beat the other team and they don't like each other at all. No, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, it, because the emotion that it's in the, the emotion that's involved with the actual gameplay seems to be ramped up even higher. I mean, you already have that they're in the playoffs, and you already have that both of these are teams that you know they just want to win championships. I would say 99 percent of the people who make it to a professional league like the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, they they want to win championships. They want money, but they want to win championships. And so when they get their chance in the playoffs, they're going even harder. I I think everybody could agree on that. But now there's an extra element of a history here now, and it's building some more. I mean, last year, I believe in the play-in, Memphis knocked out Golden State. And so it kind of started, you know, right there. It wasn't as chippy, but it was a pretty chippy game. I mean, I can kind of recall some of it. I didn't go back and watch any of it. And so now you're getting into this season. Memphis are the upstarts, one of the biggest surprises in the NBA and um, and they're walking with a swag. They're walking with the energy. They're walking like uh, the 2015 uh, Golden State Warriors. Once once uh, Steph and Clay and Draymond kind of really came into their own. You know, you got Steve Kerr as your coach when Mark Jackson left. And like if, if people can remember back, they had an energy to them. Now, were they as physical? No. Uh, but they had that same kind of, yeah, we, we here. We are arriving right now. Take note. And with it being the history that, that they're building right now with the hard fouls in game one and not game two and some of the gameplay, just, you know, knocking each other out in the playoffs, this may be a scenario where it's, it's a, a healthy disrespect of each team. And I'm here for it. You're, I think it does make the game better. Yeah. I also think that, you know, fighting, unpopular opinion, makes the game a little bit smoother because you're policing yourself. Uh, see the NHL. I don't know what the rules are on that, but I know yeah. I've seen enough clips where people are fighting and the officials, yeah. they're kind of skating around. They let it go. They're like 15 seconds. 
20 yeah. seconds, all right, we're going to come in and break it up. But they let him get them licks in. It ain't a whole bunch of just, you know, uh, you know, grabbing and pushing, oh, let's break them up before they swing. Like, nah, let them swing. Let somebody lose. Yeah. And then we can get back to playing. Hey, it's five minutes for fighting. That's all it is in the NHL. You got to go to the box for five minutes. No big deal. But, yeah, I agree with you, man. I like it when the teams don't like each other and you know that the teams do not like each other. So I'm with it in terms of that. We got more to do, obviously, on overtime. We're taking you to 7 o'clock. We got to check the ticket prices. We got all kinds of things coming up. We'll talk some football probably as well and more on the NBA. We got a lot to do. NHL, we're talking hockey playoffs as well, triple overtime. In that Rangers game that Brian Middleton would not buy a ticket to because it was just far too expensive. But we'll talk about all that on the other side. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. We'll be right back. Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690 on a Wednesday. We roll on live from Davoli's House of Cards right here in St. John's County. Ripping the cards, doing the things. Brent Martineau, Money Martineau is what they call him. Pulling the heat. It don't matter what sport, soccer, basketball. Brad Milton, were you you around the day that Brent Martineau pulled a Magic Johnson auto and had no idea? No, I wasn't. Brent's famous words. He pulls Magic Johnson card. Definitely autographed, right? He goes, is this autographed? Half of the card is the autograph. And I'm like, yeah. You know, yes, it is. But nonetheless, just because he couldn't identify it, you know, doesn't mean that he doesn't pull heat. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's why we're out here from Davoli's House Cards uh, on Wednesdays. So... I'll keep you updated on that. Maybe maybe we get Brian Middleton down here. Who knows? Maybe we just take this whole thing on the road. What do you say, Brian Middleton? You know, we got some places that we're thinking about going, man. I ain't dropped that DM to you yet. I ain't dropped that email to you yet. I ain't sent that carrier pigeon over to your house yet. But get you that info, though, Casey. We'll see what we work with. Here's the thing, man. I be emailing you all the time, and I never get a reply. Well, it's because you're emailing me. That's number one. But you're like, <laughs> but you're old. Uh, Yeah, and I don't use email. When I'm surprised you're you're young. You're 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 16 and you're using email. You I listen. got I got I got Twitter. I got IG. I got text messaging. I got uh. I'm trying to think what else is there that I, I can message on. I think those are the three I, I mainly message you on. You probably you probably you still got, got a, a AM account, right? You're. I'm not sure what that is, but I probably did have it. I don't know what that is. Hold what? on, I'm trying to Google an AM account. Is yeah. it like a email? Hold on, Brent. On though. Hey, Brent. What was that called? Like. When you used to message back in the day, like AM? Yeah, like who made it, though? We are live, by the way. I'm about to say, what are we doing here, right? AOL. It was A. Okay, so I've heard that it was AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, you wildin'. Now you wildin'. But no, I, I, know you used, I know you used to use that. I don't got no AOL. you were talking no. to the ladies back I in the day. I know you were using that. I got a Yahoo. But you're trying to actually push off the main point. The main point is you were born in 2008 and you using email, sir? Huh? I have to you use email. You hate Instagram. You hate TikTok. I, you like Twitter. You got to be do. the most crotchety. Old acting. 23? 21-year-old? 24. 24-year-old yeah. I ever met, Casey Kurtz. I'm just, listen, I have to use email because the people I work with on a daily basis, Brent, 
He only uses email. He's one of the olds. You know what I'm saying? I had to adjust to the olds. That's no, fair. No offense to everybody that uses email, by the way, if you're listening to the show. Like, I use email. Oh, all like, offense taken. All like, offense taken. No, no, like, listen, like, if you email me, I'll probably get back to you quicker than text message. I'll be honest with you. Because every time I get an email from the work email, like, it just pops up on my phone right away. Not the text does it. But I feel awkward ignoring them. Like, depending on who sends it, of course. Like, Brent sends it, that's fine. Spam. But... Like, if, like, a boss sends it, like, Jim or Aaron, like, yo, I'm replying. You know what I'm saying? Or at least I'm I'm trying to, so. Hey, man, uh, I feel you, man. Company man ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You know right. who else a company men and got? women? Let me make sure I get that right. Uh, company people? People. CEOs. Company people. That's what Casey Kerr's heading. Straight to the top. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know me. Anyway, uh, there, there are some sports to talk about. X-Force Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Milton on the ones and twos in the studio. Casey Kurtz rocking with you as well. Um, wh- where are we at with the NFL now at this point? Like, we talked some Doug Peterson earlier. He um, was on Good Morning Football. Um, but really, the draft is behind us. Undrafted free agency is even behind us. Like, how excited do we really get for, like, rookie minicamp? Like, as a cat, like, as a fan, right? Like, for the media, yeah, like, we, we can go out there and, like, we'll talk to the players, talk to Doug, whatever. But... Like, as a casual fan, like, if you're not – are you locked into the point where you, you want to see what's going on at rookie minicamp if your team didn't draft a quarterback? Like, for the Carolina Panthers, are you watching – well, you did draft a quarterback, but not important. Are you locked in watching the Iki Iquandu rookie minicamp film? Let me see him maul him. But, see, that's for, that's for people who, you know, really are fans of the team or, you know, really fans of good football, you know what I mean, when they can respect healthy offensive linemen play understanding what the foundation of a successful team is understanding what allows a quarterback to to go from good to great and from great to a hall of famer the offensive line does that's what happens so yeah you you're darn right i want to see how icky's moving down there how he's shifting in and out of his stance is he is he taking on in and out is, of his stance is, give me a break he, well, I mean, hey man i need to see are they are, hey listen is he getting down low enough <laughs> is he getting moved off his pad? Is he making? Is he establishing a new line of scrimmage? Is he mauling the way that I think he can maul? Yeah, I I absolutely am excited. I'll tell you who else is excited. Uh, the state of New York. Uh, both of those teams. They should be. You, uh, let me go to every uh, practice, please. I just want to see them play. I just want to see them do spectacular things as rookies tend to do from time to time. And they got uh, multiple chances to see that with those great players up there. So, yeah, I think there's still some excitement, even if you don't have, like, a top-level, top-tier quarterback rookie like uh, Trevor was last year. You're, like, super invested in Icky Aquanu, right? Like, now you have to be because he's the left tackle for your Carolina Panthers. But this is a guy. Well, he's he- the best lineman. In the draft, in probably a couple of seasons. Well, okay, yeah, Easily. like I'll give you all the credit. Like he's the Trevor Lawrence of the offensive line. Okay, whatever, fine enough. Icky Iquani, like good. I understand uh, MJD the second on the stream. Uh, by the way, can't see the stream at all. So if you're in the stream, uh, appreciate you as always. Appreciate you listening in your car. But MJD the second, otherwise known as Little Big Man on the stream, uh, really wanted to pick Iquani too. So you and him are one and the same. But you are now so attached to Icky Iquani that. He's your left tackle. You wanted him to be the left guard of the Jags. You are invested in this man. So the question is, have you ordered your jersey yet? And then the follow-up is, has any person ever in the history of sports bought a jersey for a 
current playing tackle. Like, a lot of people have Tony Baselli jerseys, but that's a little different because, like, he was the first pick of the team, right? So that was, like, a banner jersey to get. And then now people get the new jerseys because, like, the retro jerseys are cool, right? Like, to get the old school player. But do you think Ike Kwanu is, like, going to sell jerseys, but most importantly, have you ordered yours? No. And, I, you know, I don't wear jerseys, and I don't normally order them, so I'm kind of – I'm not going to – I'm never going to fall into that actual um, the actual group. Nothing wrong if you want to wear jerseys See, to the game. Or, I was like, but, I, but I'm not going to buy the jersey. Number one, you, listen, when we get to the cheap ticket price report and you start talking about 145 $160, before tax, and you want me to buy concessions when I'm there, and I got to probably buy a little, like, uh, what do you call it, the little thing with all the players' uh, info in it, and I probably got to buy something else, and you want me to come in with some uh, with a uniform? with part- No! You should give me one at the actual, uh, when I come into the gate. I deserve a jersey right then and there, so no, I don't buy jerseys. What is up with you non-jersey buying people? Like, Stuart Weber was on the show yesterday. He's like, no, I'm not buying no NFL jersey. Now, you're telling me you're not buying no NFL jersey? What is wrong with you people? Buy a jersey. I got a jersey. It's Leonard Fournette, but I got one. Who else I got? I got Bortles. You would. What does that mean? That means that I'm about to play this music because we're about to go into break. But, yeah, you would have a Blake Bortles jersey because you're a Jags fan. See? So so emotional. About to get emotional about it. No, I got a good deal on that jersey. Okay, so listen. Most of the time when I buy a jersey, right, let's just say it's not authentic. We'll Mm -hmm. leave it there. It's kind of the same like watching uh, the stream when you're not on the right website type thing. That's how the jersey game is. I don't know if you knew that, but there's like a high-key black market for jerseys. So I don't spend real money on jerseys ever. But the Blake Bortles jersey is real. I got it from the stadium. It was on a 50% off rack. So take that. I'm a smart shopper, Brian Middleton. I heard you. I'm still on. I know. No, I, <laughs> I just want to let you know. I heard you, man. No, all right. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, We didn't get to talk about Ryan Tannehill, which I know you wanted to do. So we'll do that. And then I think we got something new we're trying on the other side, too, as well. So we'll get into both of those things on the other side. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. We'll be right back. We roll along on a Wednesday action sports jacks overtime. ESPN 690 live from Davoli's House of Cards for the first time. OT live on the road. We've been down here since 2 p.m. I feel like we're closing down the house here. I think business is done in the shop part of Davoli's House of Cards, but it's just getting going on the TikTok live. So if you want to get involved, slide over to the TikTok. Davoli's House of Breaks, I do believe it is, uh, to get in on the action tonight. The boys will be working all night long. But right now, we got about 30 minutes to go right here. Action Sports Jacks overtime. Brian Milton on the ones and twos. And uh, Brian Milton's been trying to get this in for two days, and I have not let him get it in yet. So now he's finally going to tell you what kind of problem he has with what's going on in Tennessee. I don't know exactly what it is. I I have definitely feel a certain type of way about what Ryan Tannehill said uh, in terms of mentoring Malik Willis, but Brian Milton's been just trying to get it, just been trying to tell somebody, anybody that'll listen, what he feels about this situation. Brian Milton, now is your time to do that. It's a little extra. Hey, man. I, I just said I forgot to ask you about it yesterday in the show. You know? Nah, man. I know you've been trying to get at it. Nah, you know? I mean, you know, you don't know what my take is on it. I mean, I could be I could be for it. I could be against it, right? We're about to find out. I'm about to find out. But first, I want to ask you, 
how important do you think mentorship is uh, in a position, at a position like quarterback? Huge. Absolutely huge. When you're a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who was a first-round pick, I, I believe maybe, yeah, he was definitely a first-round pick, I'm pretty sure, uh, uh, for Miami, um, played and struggled and then was traded away, goes to Tennessee, doesn't even start, ends up backing up Mariota, then becomes the guy. Tennessee becomes the number one seed. He has done a lot in football. Oh, by the way, he was a tight end in college. So, Or it was a receiver or a tight end, one of the two. Um, so I think at the quarterback position especially, yes, you got to mentor this man. I understand it's a weird thing, right? Because in theory, on paper, you're pretty much teaching someone how to take your job. And, yes, I get that. But here's the thing. If Ryan Tannehill just performs at a high level, he's never going to get his job taken. So it's a weird way to look at it. But I think at quarterback, yes, you have to mentor that guy. And, listen, the other part of this that I wasn't going to go into right now, but I've already started, um, he he made a comment also like they didn't tell me they were going to pick him. Yeah, because nobody saw him going in the third round. We thought he was going to be a first-round pick. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when you're picking a third-round quarterback, I'm sorry, I don't need to call Ryan Tannehill and double-check with him. Like, he's getting paid a lot of money, but does the performance add up? I'm not sure. So I think, I think everything that Ryan Tannehill in this situation, I don't love it, and I definitely don't agree with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. You know, Ryan Tannehill, uh, they didn't call him. You know, the best quote I heard all day, or uh, the thing written, one of the comments written was, um, because it's referencing Ryan Tannehill saying that he didn't, they didn't tell him yeah. about that. And then the person also wrote, well, you didn't tell them that you were going to throw three interceptions Yo. in a playoff game. So, you know, it's about even. Mm-hmm. It's about even. And I, I think that that's uh, you know, a bit unfair, but true. Just accurate and true. So here is a couple of different ways that I look at it. First, I think that even if that's the way that you feel, and I know that the media and fans and everybody who thinks they have a platform and just a casual observer, they all want athletes to be honest and open. Tell us what you're really thinking. We don't want the packaged answers all the time. We want to know exactly what you're thinking. I think that he gave you exactly that, but... When I'm thinking about a quarterback who is going to lead my team and who I want to lead my team, and I'm paying a lot of money to, and I'm talking about a lot of money to, even though in his response he said maybe he'll learn something from me along the way, I, that's not the way. If I'm paying you $30, $35, 40000000 million in a season, in one season, I don't want you to answer like that. Even if you're lying, even if you're lying, I don't advocate lying, but even if you got to lie, don't say that because now this is my thought. I'm like, okay, not only did he say I'm not going, it's not my job to mentor him. Now he's saying I don't trust the organization because that's basically what yep. that what that is when you're, oh, they didn't call me about it. I had no idea. And so now it's not just a incoming rookie uh, issue. Now it's the guy who is leading your team not being able to trust the organization uh, and it's vice versa because that three interception game, they can't trust you either because it, it was this season and then they lost at home, I believe, in the playoffs last season too. Yeah. So uh, that's an, that's a problem right there. Secondly, Malik Willis, and I mean this with all sincerity. Yes, Ryan Tannehill has some staying power because anybody who can stay in the league as a starter in the NFL, even if they don't have a championship or a great playoff record, 
But if they can stay in the league as a starter, they have some value to you. But, you know, is is Ryan Tannehill the one that you really want mentoring? Like, I mean, I'm, if I'm Malik Willis, I'm like, okay, I'm still going to pick some stuff up. You know, I'm going to pick some stuff up from him. I am. But he ain't Tom Brady. He ain't Rodgers. He ain't Dak Prescott. And I know Dak Prescott Whoa. had struggle in the, in the play. You want Dak or you want Ryan Tannehill? Don't do that. Don't whoa. No, but you can't say Aaron Rodgers and whoever else you said on the first one and then say. Well, I said Tom Brady, and then I dropped down some more because I'm just like, let me tell you the levels that he's not. And I'm not going to run Tannehill. I think most people would agree that's not him. So, you know, it's not like Malik Willis is like, hey, give me everything uh, master of quarterbacking, you know? And yeah. and so, but the other thing I want to say is that I don't want to jump too much on Ryan Tannehill because ultimately I want players to be honest. That's how he truly feels. Uh, it gives us good content to talk about back and forth. And, you know, Malika Willis knows where he stands. And also, here's the, here's the final point, and I'll give it back to you, Casey. You know, again, there's probably some insecurity there, but there is competition there. Yeah. And, and this isn't like, you, you know, being in this particular business at this level, because, Casey, as you move up, Maybe as we move up, if you if you don't turn your back on the rest of the crew here on Action Sports Jacks overtime, once you start getting uh, your you know your flowers and your money in your contract, yeah. As we move up, listen, there's gonna be people competing for the time slot. You gotta prove and show and prove yourself each and every day. You gotta mm-hmm. have great shows each and every day. You gotta have smart, refreshing takes each and every day. And the competition does you know, does happen more and more and more. And maybe you can go to some people that might be competitors of yours and may ask them some stuff, spitball some things. But for the most part, when you're dealing with competition, we're not not friends. Even if we are friends, like, yo, this is a competition right now. So I do understand that aspect from Ryan Tannehill. But but if I'm the owner, if I'm the head coach, if I am honestly some of the – or his teammates, I'm like – that's not that, that. This is not the. This is where you package a nice little prepackaged answer, and if you feel differently, maybe you move a little differently. But that's not what you say to the media. That's how I feel about it. I like that, and I agree with a lot of what you said there. Like, it is a weird thing because it's like, it is competition, but at the same time, like you need to. It's it's such a weird thing. Like you need to make sure that Malik Willis is ready. Like, what if t- Ryan Tannehill gets hurt? I don't want him to get hurt. What if he does? You still want your team to win, right? So then, oh, you do need to have him ready. But it, it, that is a weird thing. So, like, I do I do understand what you're saying there. Um, I will say this for Malik Willis, right? Um, and to the point you were making when you were naming every quarterback under the book that's better than Ryan Tannehill, you were pretty much saying Ryan Tannehill couldn't even make it in the league. Well, yeah. well, no, that's what and, you were saying. And Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott. Well, no, you were pretty okay. – you were naming them off. I didn't, I, I didn't say Jared Goff. You said Drew Locke. Okay. Like you, heard, you said a bunch of yeah, people. I didn't uh, say uh, uh, what's your boy, what's your boy uh, Jameis. You know, I didn't say Jameis. Injured Jameis. I didn't well, say that. Yeah, you know. Okay. I mean, you know, that's yeah. the way I heard it. I didn't say Joe Namath, even though he hasn't played in what forty. I didn't say that. But okay. here's here's one thing that I did. But it, you didn't say it. But this is kind of the truth. For Malik Willis, like you're not trying to take Tom Brady's job. It's Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill's been good, not great. Right? So, I mean, Jordan Love hasn't taken Aaron Rodgers' job yet, as far as I understand it. Sure hasn't. So, Malik Willis, I think, is in a good spot. you got a guy that publicly said he's not going to mentor you. So, I'd be like, okay. If I'm Malik Willis, I'd be like, you know what? Blank him. Something I can't say on the air. Not not an actual blank, but, you know. What's it rhyme with? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, what is uh, for real though? What's Tannehill really going to say? Like, hey, man, okay, this is what you're going to do. 
you're going to say, say, hey, and then you're going to turn to Derrick Henry, you're going to hand him the ball 30 times. That's what we're going to do, all right? That's what. That's how you're going to mentor him. Because he's going to, like, this This is an easy, relatively easy offense to move when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield and the defense has to worry about him, right? That's the thought process of Derrick Henry is the focal point and then everything goes off of that. Yeah. Now, the fact that they traded A.J. Brown, I don't know. Someone needs to mentor Tannehill, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what they got going on there. Yeah, that is true. I think overall, though, and you hit on this, and it's just kind of the truth of it, it is a bad look for their team overall. It It's not portraying well that you trade away your best player and A.J. or your best receiver, I should say. He's not their best player. But their best receiver and A.J. Brown, now you got the quarterback giving you mixed signals. It ain't great. It ain't great for Tennessee. So uh, I'll give you that. Uh, I know we're supposed to go to break, but uh, let, let's do a couple. Let's do these danger zone. A couple of these. A couple of the danger zones. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 We. Um, I like it. It's a cool idea. Explain it to the people, though, please, because I also need to hear it a little bit. The first time we're doing danger zone, uh, as far as I understand, if we've done it already before, just lie to me, and um, let me know that that's the truth. And uh, but yeah, let the people know what we're about to do right here on danger zone. Yeah, man, Danger Zone, basically, this is where me and Casey are scoping out the landscape, mostly in sports, but maybe in some other avenues in life. And we're looking at organizations, sport teams, players, coaches. It doesn't matter. If we see that you're in danger of, of ultimate failure, we're going to call it out. We're going to try to help you out, Casey Curse. Does that make more sense now? It makes so much sense. Let me sense. give you an example. Casey Curse, you're in danger of no longer only making $95,000 a year. Huh? Because that contract coming through. I ain't want to put your money in the street like that, but I had to. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I do see that, yeah. Man, if, if, <laughs> I, I, I was just like, what are you talking about? All right. No, I, no, I was just, I, I was listening, and I was waiting for, like, some shot that you were going to take, but. Uh, no, man, it's just how much I believe in you. You want me to go first? Yeah. I'll go first. All right. Danger zone. First up on my list. The Philadelphia 76ers. Let me tell you right now. I like you, okay? And I'm sure Philly fans love you, kind of, when they, you know, when you're not sucking. But yeah, you're facing the Miami Heat. That's my squad. Those are my boys. They are. Number one seed playing at home again down in South Beach. Beautiful, balmy 87 degrees right there. White sands, blue water. And I'm telling you right now, Jimmy Butler and the boys... Tyler Hero and those boys, six men of the year, Tyler Hero and those boys, yep. they smelling blood already. Now, I've heard before that the series doesn't start until the home team loses. I'm telling you right now, in this series, that's a lie. Okay? Y'all don't have Joel. Y'all need Maxie to step up. Y'all need Harden to figure it out. And I don't care. Maybe if Doc Rivers can turn back the hands of time 30 years, maybe he can come out and give you about 15. But y'all can't go down 0-2 because there's no promise that Joel will be back in game three. And even if he is, will he be 100%? And if he's not 100%, and even if he's like 90%, is that enough to get you over the top with a team that's playing as well as Miami is? So you can't go down 0-2, Philly. You're in the danger zone. I like that. I like that a lot. And I agree. Philly is in the danger zone. Doc Rivers in the danger zone as well. Um, I'll give you one from the world of hockey, and it's the boys out in Denver, Colorado. The Colorado Avalanche. Brian Middleton, in the last three seasons, the Colorado Avalanche have not lost more than 20 games. 20, 13, and 18. And they play, by the way, a lot of games. Now, granted, COVID has messed that up a little bit. This year, they played 81 games. They only lost eight 
15 times. Number one seed again in the Western Conference for the NHL playoffs. But here's something. I bet you didn't know if you're not a diehard hockey fan. I told you they won all those games. They never lose. Undefeated, never lost. Call me LeVar Ball. Um, They've never made it out of the second round of the playoffs. Never once have they made it out of the second round of the playoffs in those uh, years that they have won. They are now in the first round, and they had a pretty solid win over the Nashville Predators last night. But this is a team that consistently, Brian Middleton, is touted as so great. I told you yesterday in the break, I didn't say it on air, but I'll say it on air now. They're the Green Bay Packers of hockey. Always supposed to be so good. Number one seed, this and that. (laughs) And then they lose. And then they just no good. And they got a guy that's supposed to win MVP all every year, Nathan McKinnon. And they got Landis Gog. And they got these young players, Darcy Kemper in net, doing his thing, won me a fantasy hockey championship two years ago on his, just him. He was carrying my whole team. But I'll tell you this, they're in the danger zone because they're not going to win again. And they need to win. You cannot be a team that's been touted to be so great and so fantastic for three years and not even slightly get out of the second round. If they do not get out of the second round or even to the Western Conference Finals this year, tear it down. Tear it down and start over because that's an embarrassment to the people of Denver. That's right, Colorado Avalanche. I'm talking to you. Get your stuff together. They in the danger zone. They in the danger zone, man. That might be all the time we got for it, Casey. You want to you wanna go to break or you got one more or what? Nah, we'll leave it there. Okay. That's how much I want them to know they're in the danger zone. Because here's the thing. I got some other stuff. I'm sure you got some other stuff, but that's the one I felt strongly about. You felt strongly about Philadelphia, and we let them know where they're at, right? Right in the danger zone. Right in the danger zone right here on Action Sports Jacks Overtime. <laughs> what? what? I, I love the way that you're selling it, man. We appreciate that. Hey, man, I do it. I, I got like it. Uh, we got one more break to hit, and then on the other side, we're going to try to check these ticket prices. Uh, who will Brian Milton get upset about at the ticket prices this day? Yesterday it was the New York Rangers. Who will it be today? We'll let you know on the other side. Action Sports Checks Overtime ESPN 690. We'll be right back. minutes to go. Action Sports Checks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz rocking with you as well. On a Wednesday down at Davoli's House of Cards. I've been here all day. I got here at 1.30. I guarantee you they are ready for me to leave. Okay? Listen, they're good people. They're not going to kick me out, but I guarantee you they're ready for me to leave. Nobody really wants me anywhere uh, super long. So, you know. It's just kind of the nature of the business, Brian Middleton. But anyway, uh, a couple minutes to go. You know we're going to check those ticket prices. You got Fat Joe ready? Yesterday's price is not today's price. It's not Fat Joe. I've been trying to tell the people. It ain't yesterday's price. You want to start in the NBA? You want to start in the NHL, Brian Middleton? Uh, NBA. Well, here we are. Wednesday, May 4th. Happy Star Wars Day. By the way, Star Wars fan, Brian Middleton, yes or no? You know, I don't not like it, right? I can't tell you how many I've seen. I think I've seen like two out of the 75 that have been made since, what, the 1900s? Yeah. So I know I saw one with the original crew, and then I've seen like a half of one where Samuel L. Jackson was in there, not cussing. Yeah, Sam Jackson was in there. So, yeah, yeah. So, Uh, but not not a fan. Just, you know. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Someone said Star Trek's better than Star Wars, though. They ain't me. I just that's what I hear in the street. They capping. That's what I hear in the streets. They capping for sure. Um, We ain't got time to do this, but they capping for sure. Trust me. Uh, By the way, you'll be happy with this. Your your team, Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76ers, FTX Arena, $41. There you you go. There you Hold on. What's my sound effect? (laughs) 
We like that. $41. Three about, tickets, $41. We like that. I'm about to tell you something that we absolutely cannot do. What? Dallas Mavericks, Phoenix Suns, game two. Upper level 224, row 13. Okay. A hundred and twenty dollars a ticket. Ain't no way. Ill man. Ain't, Can't do it. Ain't no way. I, I don't have it queued up. I never have it queued up. Can't do it. Can't do it. No, not a chance. Absolutely no chance. If I have to say a hundred and we cannot do to it. To be real with you, OT. exactly. Unless it, it ends with Luca coming up there and sitting with me, walking me through some of the plays. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what we were trying to do here in the third quarter, Brian. Okay. <laughs> How much? Uh, 120, you I believe. Wildin'. You wildin'. Not the most expensive ticket of the night. You ready for that? Please don't go back to the NHL talking about $145, man. I wish it was uh, okay. $145 because it's much more. The Tampa Bay Lightning will travel to the home of hockey Toronto, Canada. My Tampa Bay Lightning in trouble. I'm not going to lie to you. They in trouble. Brian Middleton, what if I told you that the cheapest set of two tickets, right? So you can get a single ticket in level 600. <laughs> okay. For $177. Huh? Oh, it gets better. Because the cheapest set of two for each ticket, $340. That's terrible. I didn't even want to hear the rest of it. You said I heard three, then I think I heard a four. I don't know what that last number was. 342. What they doing out there, Casey Kurtz? Hey, Clearly man. Tampa Bay ain't giving a brand of hockey that's worth that much. What's going on around here? Now you take that back. Reverse off. All right. Uh, hold on now. With the last game, I think that. That's true. I think now, I'm accurate with that, sir. But it is in Toronto, so those people were happy to see them lose 5 nothing. You they, know? Yeah, okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah, um, we'll run through these other ones real quick. Three other hockey games tonight: Carolina and Boston in Carolina. Cheapest two set, one seventeen. Brian Middleton. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One seventeen. Is that what I said? Yeah. It's in the club level though. Okay. Club level. Two hundred one row D. Why in the world, Carolina Hurricanes, would I pay more for 118 than the club level at 201? It does not make sense, do it? It do not make sense. It so do one, not. 117 there. Uh, $88 cheapest ticket to see the Blues and the Wild in Minnesota. And $101. We're going back to Canada. These people wild in Brian Milton. $101 to see the Los Angeles Kings and the Edmonton what? Oilers. Listen. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Fun fact, that's the Wayne Gretzky Bowl, Edmonton Oilers, and then the Kings. Are they still in L.A.? I don't know. But from the research, he played for both of those teams. That's me clapping. Well done. I probably should have done that. I probably messed up their TikTok live in the back. But that's well done. Good research you did right there, Brian Milton. I'm proud of you. Anyway, that'll do it for us on OT on a Wednesday. I don't have time. I already know I'm over. Um, but nonetheless, we'll come back to you tomorrow in studio. Brian Middleton and myself will be back together again. But for now, we'll talk to you then. Have a good night, everybody. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. <laughs> Is it too much to ask? If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.